All right, yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome in Fantasy Foes, brought to you by Cloud 10 Podcast Network. Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, the homie Adam Ronis. Ronis, what up with you, my man? I'm good. I just uh, want to wish you a happy birthday, even though right before we started recording, you're like, what day is today? <laughs> yeah. And it's your birthday, and yeah. you didn't even know. So I guess it's been a good start to your day. Yeah, well, basically, you can tell what age I'm getting to now, as I actually can't remember what day the damn birthday you're is on. You're entering Scott Engel territory. <laughs> <laughs> Senility is striking closely. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Shout out to the king. I did hear from him earlier today. You know what I'm saying. So shout out to the king. Um, and yo, son, a couple things before we kind of get into what I want to touch on today. Kind of want to go through where you know some guys are at right now, and you know some um, redraft stuff. If you're like, you know, I know Underdog got a big redraft going on right now. I kind of wanted to pull some content from there. Um, but Ron, I'm going to start in Dallas and San Francisco. It's always, like, a national story when the Dallas Cowboys lose. Like, I hear from people that I haven't heard from in years, phone ringing all crazy on Monday, you know what I'm saying? Before the game, Ronis, I said if this becomes a Dak Prescott game, it's probably not going to go well. It became a Dak Prescott game, and it didn't go well. But it's not, like, I'm not as down and out as everybody else is about this loss. Uh, I kind of am. First of all, it's not all on Dak. He didn't play well, but man, it's the same story with this team. Well, that first drive, he had Ferguson wide open, missed him, so that didn't help. But the stupid penalties, man. I was, I don't know about you, I was screaming at the TV when Curse was offside. You could easily see it on the screen. He was clearly offside, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, how? Why is not? Why is he not moving? You know, how are the coaches not seeing this? How is not someone on the defensive line? Like, he was clearly offside, and it was a third down play, and I think they made a stop and extended the drive. So the penalties, the, the lack pilot, of discipline The pilot turnover in the red zone. Yeah, that was a that was the That's, That was the biggest play right there. Yeah. It, it, so, because Dallas wants to play from in front. Right. And look, yes, did Dak throw the interceptions? I think two of them late where it was done by that Yeah, point. it was anyway, over. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, of course he's going to get a lot of blame because he's a quarterback. But the defense was terrible. The, the, like, it was across the board. And that was the most demoralized thing about this. They didn't show up, man. Like, they didn't come to play. Like, they, the 49ers just gashed them. And, like, I never got the sense that they were ever going to get back in this game. Like you said, maybe the Pollard. I'm like, okay, they get a turn over here. Let's see what they do. And they give it right back. It was just across the board. Look, the 49ers are better than them. That's the bottom line. And we talked about this before the game. We said, hey, if Dallas wins, it's really not that big of a deal. They still have to get it done in January, get to an NFC Championship or Super Bowl. But to me, they showed that the gap between them and San Francisco is pretty vast right now. And that's the biggest problem because, yes, the rest of the way, they're going to win games. They're going to beat up on the bad teams like they've shown. But how are you confident that this team could do anything come playoff time? I mean, they're going to get another opportunity against Philly twice to show something, but... Right now, they look like they're far off. And I know it's one game, and everything went well for San Francisco. But things are going well for San Francisco, and they will continue to. This team is just loaded. Like, Kittle had three touchdowns. They didn't need much from the other guys. That's the thing with them. They, like, if the Cowboys don't get a big game from CeeDee Lamb, they're probably doing nothing on offense. The 49ers have four guys who can beat you. I mean, McCaffrey kind of had a quiet game. He did score, but he didn't do much on the ground. Doesn't matter. Kittle destroyed them. And... They just are a well-coached team, way better than Dallas. And we've stated it. That's the biggest problem. And 
you know, this team is talking like it's not a big deal. I'm sorry. That was a big deal. I mean, maybe you disagree with me, and I'm kind of surprised on different pages. Yeah, that was a demoralizing loss, bro, because national TV, everyone was excited for it, and they got blown out. Yeah, I just think the game got away from them. You know what I'm saying? But there's a lot of troubling things that were inside that loss that we see in every Dallas Cowboy loss, though. Now, after two years of not having to worry about the penalties, the penalties are all of a sudden back. That's a Mike McCarthy thing. Now, I'm not going to bash Mike McCarthy off of back-to-back 12-5 and five seasons, but you step up in competition, and this happens. Yeah, and it's demoralizing. I don't think it's as bad as people seem. No, like I said, the game got away from them. But like I said, things I didn't like, like Micah Parson highlights be like versus Washington quarterback versus Daniel Jones. How come Michael Parsons don't make big plays in big games? Like, that's when you're supposed to play your best, and that's when he's kind of neutralized. And don't get me wrong, Trent Williams is a beast, but they moved him to the other side, and he still couldn't get no, no, no pressure. They had him contained and neutralized. He doesn't really play the best in the biggest moments. We know what Dak is. Dak's a game manager. Dak is not a playmaker, so nobody should be thinking that Dak can go out there and go hero ball and win you a game. He, even when he runs now, he looks like Tom Brady. The quarterback issue is a big issue on this team because what it is, Ron, is the, you have to everything around Dak has to be perfect. That's not the player he was before that injury. Before yeah, that injury, I, he could make plays. He mm-hmm. doesn't make plays now. Yeah, he's not the same, and you're completely right. That you got to have a lot of weapons. He's not Patrick Mahomes. I mean, Mahomes does it with a, a, a shit receiving core and an aging Kelsey. I mean, the offense kind of does – not look as sharp, but they're four and one. And we know as the season goes along, they're probably going to find a way to get it done. But Mahomes elevates talent. Um, Dak can't do it at this point. And, and maybe there's not enough again. We thought Brandon Cooks would come in and, and maybe help with his speed, but he's, he's nothing. He's non existent, bro. Nothing. I mean, J- Jake Ferguson is like a huge target on this team. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, it's this like is they- what Dak Prescott likes to throw the ball to the tight end. And Pollard been hasn't, that way. Pollard hasn't been great either. Now, I know the the weird thing about Dallas, it's hard to look at their season stats and really take away anything because all their games have been blowouts. It's insane. Because so you get, they, they you play can't. a certain way. They want to get ahead of you and then unleash, have you turn the ball over, and then they play from short fields. You ever notice that? Yeah. When they have to play and a long field. they suck field? in the red zone. Yeah, I mean, they yeah, were terrible exactly. In the red, they're one of the worst teams in the NFL in the red zone. They were awful against Arizona. Um, but, you know, you look at their wins, 40-0, 30-10, So you're not going to get big offensive numbers there, especially when the defense is scoring sometimes multiple touchdowns in those games. And then, like you said, the 49ers game got away from them. So they've had a very weird start to the season where they have four games have been decided by, like, 20-plus points, man. And then the game they lost against Arizona. So it's been a really weird that's why you can't really look at their stats from a real-life and fantasy perspective because I don't think, oh, Pollard hasn't been good. Well, look at the game scripts they've had. Now, they've got the Chargers, the Rams, the Eagles, so those probably would be more competitive games. Um, then they got the Giants, Panthers, Commanders. I mean, that's a stretch that they really need three They'll wins. They'll rack up wins right there. And then, and then a tough stretch with Seahawks, Eagles, Bills, Dolphins, Lions. I mean, that is a brutal stretch to close the year. So, look, well, the Lions are on the schedule this year. Yeah, they are. That's right, the right around Christmas. Yeah, that's going yeah, to be. It's the, but uh, that December thirtieth. It could be, things could be like the Lions are going to put together a big record, right? Because the Lions have a weak the schedule, division. 
and so, the division. And, and, and then they have, they have that division. Lead, yeah, they, and they've already beaten Green Bay. They're going to have a 12, 13. They, the Lions could be the one seed. Like That's how um, good that record can get. They could, and I know people like, oh, you guys are crazy, San Fran and Philly. Philly's schedule is about it to gets get tougher. insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, at the Jets, home to the Dolphins, at Washington, okay, home to De- – listen to this stretch. You could say what you want about the Cowboys, but you know it's a division game. It's a division home game. To, home to Dallas, at Kansas City, home to the Bills, home to the 49ers, at Dallas, at Seattle. So they're probably going to be the three seed, right? Uh, uh, San Francisco – Detroit's going to have a better record than them. Doesn't mean that Detroit is a better team. It means that Detroit right. will have a better record than them. San, so San Fran is at Cleveland, um, which is kind of interesting. They were a five-point favorite. Now it's six and a half. It doesn't sound like Deshaun Watson's going to play, in my opinion. And it's supposed to be really bad weather. That total's been going down. Then at Minnesota, home to the Bengals, at Jacksonville, home to the Bucks, at Seattle, at Philly, home to Seattle, at Arizona, home to the Ravens, at Washington, home to Ra- So they have the easier schedule. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess it's possible with Detroit. I mean, I thought it was a good sign that Detroit beat up on Carolina. And I know people are like, what? They're supposed to. They, they easily, lost to Carolina last year. They could have easily had a letdown. No Amon Ross St. Brown. No Gibbs. They had some other guys missing, and they still won easily. Oh, let's look at their schedule. At Tampa, at Baltimore, home to Vegas, at the Chargers, home to the Bears, home to Green Bay, at the Saints, at the Bears, home to the Broncos, at Minnesota, at Dallas, home to the Vikings. Damn, the Cowboys are the toughest game they have left? And the Ravens? They could rack up 13 wins. They really could, man. And, I mean, look, so the way it's it's, what's going to happen is – Dallas is going to play the, the South champ. Dallas will play the South champion. Well, unless Seattle has a better record than Dallas, that and that and that could happen. You're right. Yeah. yeah. So, but either way, I mean, look, the, Dallas is two games behind Philly, and well, no division loss. The, yeah, they don't have no and two losses, losses in the car. I mean, look, they're going to have to beat Philly twice if they want to win the division. That's the bottom line. Yeah. I wouldn't look at them. And then again, they, they, listen, Philadelphia has, has a tough schedule. Listen, that's yet to be determined. We're still talking early October. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but so you so you feel like Dallas can make a run in the postseason? They're going to need some people in San Francisco to get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> the best defense. Injuries on other teams for Dallas. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna need people on other teams to get hurt. To be honest with you, but I don't think like put it like this: if if they ran it back, San Francisco and Dallas in the divisional round, San Francisco wouldn't be a double digit favorite. Well, of course so there they you would, go because well, because people, <laughs> that's what I got to hold bet, on to. You know, people what I'm saying? bet money on Dallas. I mean, that's why. Yeah, and that Dallas line was a bad line. That game was had a bad line. That line should have been around five or six. Like that line shouldn't have been three and a half. San Francisco is that much better than them at this point, but it's still a lot of season left to go. So. We'll see what happens. I'm just not as disgusted as everybody else is. Like, I've seen some talk to I'm surprised, man. I thought you would be. But, you know, I, I, I guess my heart is kind of, like, desensitized to it. Like, as soon as this, as soon as Pollard fumbled, I was like, okay, this is going to be a Dak game. And then I was like, this is going to get good. And one thing about the Cowboys, the Cowboys will quit. They will yeah, quit. Yeah, man. That's, they will so quit. That's, yep, they again, will quit. That's, that's another problem, man. I don't want a team like that. Yeah, no, I feel you. <laughs> they don't have no problem being like, oh, we're not going to win this one, fellas, and taking it back to the locker room. You know what I'm saying? So um, we'll see what ends up happening. Uh, right quick, Justin Jefferson injury, uh, tough news. Month left to go. Probably out for about a month or so. Really no way to replace him, but 
How do you feel about Jordan Addison and KJ Osborne moving forward? Yeah, you got to feel good about Addison, no question about it. There were some concerns the first few weeks. He was playing behind Osborne, but you can see he's a playmaker. Osborne, too. I don't think he's as good, but look, the Vikings are not a good team. They don't have a good defense. They're constantly playing from behind. They have not been able to run the ball well. They're going to be passing a lot. Then nobody's so, throwing the football more this year than Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I guess the concern is I, there's a chance Jefferson doesn't return. He's not under contract. By the time he comes back, they could be 1-8, 2-7. So that's the concern. And, you know, if I'm him, well, I don't have a contract, you know. I'm not going to push it. So it sucks if you have Especially them. Especially if they, if they start racking up losses, too. But Jeff has never really been hurt. That's what's so interesting. Maybe does it? Maybe he does take the rest of the year off. You know what I'm saying? It's possible. I mean, they have the, they're at Chicago this week, and they're two and a half point favorites. They're home to the Niners at Green Bay at Atlanta. I mean, they easily could lose all four of those games. Easily. Here's the thing, though, with Minnesota, they are in games. They just last year they well, were Kirk Cousins make a lot of mistakes. Yeah, but I don't think it's all on him. They were they were eleven and zero in one score games last year. This year they're zero and four. So you knew that was coming, though. I mean, I thought, and someone was a couple Chiefs fans were getting at me, guys. Can we, you know? I wish people can be objective. You know, I feel like I'm objective when it comes to Dallas. I'm not a homer. I say it how it is. You know, I told you, even if they won that game, don't mean nothing to me. Yeah. You got to do it in January or or win a Super Bowl. The Chiefs are getting calls left and right. They got calls late in that game. Now maybe they still win the game. But come on, man, you throw a flag for pass interference or holding, and you pick it up, and then Snead takes off his helmet and he tell him oh, put your helmet put back, back on. on. <laughs> like, yeah. And against the Jets, there were glaring mistakes. Now I know it happens in every single game to every team, but the Chiefs have been getting some really big calls lately in late in games. Well, you know, Travis. You know, you need you need Taylor Swift in that box at the Super Bowl, son. Yeah, there's no you know doubt about it. You oh, need that. Yeah. You need that to happen, and you need. Taylor Swift probably out there that weekend in that sphere performing. So I'm pretty sure Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey is a publicity stunt. We'll see how far I they take it. I wouldn't be surprised. Yes, yeah, you've seen the type of broads he got with before. That's right? what I'm, yo, man. Yeah. And all of them are way better. Way better, son. You way, know what I'm saying? Close. Not I even mean, close. Not even close. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I could just be different. But <laughs> apparently you are too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I was talking earlier about, like, redrafts going on, underdog fantasy. You know what I'm saying? And obviously, you want to, in something like contests like this, Ronis, you know, there's already been teams that have had a bye. So you got certain players, uh, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, DK Metcalf, guys like that, you know what I'm saying, that already have had their bye weeks, so they have a little bit more value. But right now, the top player in fantasy football, you would undoubtedly say, is um, uh, CMC, Christian McCaffrey, right? Oh, yeah, no question about it, man. I mean, look, and in a lot of our leagues, too, he went third or fourth. People were taking, going wide receiver heavy. And clearly, if we are doing a redraft today, you're taking it one. And the only risk with it, which is the same for all players, is injury. Exactly. And I know people can be like, People are going to say, oh, no, it's McCaffrey, it's more. But um, he's already had a huge workload this year. 99 carries in five games, 20 receptions, but eight total touchdowns. 
I mean, this offense is just a machine. Um, the Cowboys were the only team to really slow down McCaffrey. He averaged 2.7 yards per carry. He's at 5.2 in the season. Every other game, at least 4.7. So, yeah, just all the – he scored a touchdown in every game. Uh, so, I guess that's a prop to bet. I didn't see I didn't see what the juice is on that. But even if it's, like, minus 20, I mean, he's scoring every damn week. So, yeah, he's number one. And then it's probably Tyreek Hill, too. Yep, or, I would or, go Christian McCaffrey, then Tyreek Hill. And then it gets interesting. You got Diggs, Jamal Chase. I'm going to put A.J. Brown and Keenan Allen in that mix, too. You could. Cooper Cup. Probably and I was going to say enough. Cooper Cup as well. Do you trust Cup moving forward? Uh, it's hard to, knowing the injury history. Older, yeah, but you know what? The, the production he- is wild. The fact that he came back. And, and just like that. <laughs> yeah, there was like, I think on the first drive, he had like four catches. Um, so, yeah, I guess there's a little bit more risk with him compared to the other guys because he's a little older and has already had this hamstring be an issue twice because he had it, came back in training camp, and wasn't good again. So, yes, there's definitely a chance for re-aggravation. But you also know, like, you're just getting monster floor every single week because they just target him. And look, this – it happens every year. This team is way better than we thought. I mean, we knew on the defensive side that there wasn't much there, but now all of a sudden you're like, oh, yeah, Stafford has weapons on this team, and they're pretty good. Yeah, so as they, long as they're they, healthy, they're going to be involved. You know what I'm saying? And then they can prepare. What I like about them, right, Ronis, is they prepared for the injuries that they know that they could have. Like if you knew Cup is a problem, let's prepare so they bring in Nakua, who can help solve that. Atwell's been playing well. They've been running the ball halfway decent, you know what I'm saying? As long as they're healthy, you know, they don't really have no real talent on defense, super-duper talent outside of Gordon, whatever. I mean, you know, what's my man name? Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. But other than that, you know, solid team. They're going to be in the mix in the NFC. Now, here's an interesting one. What are you doing with Austin Eckler the rest of the year? Right now, he's running back 50. He's barely played on the season, right? Are you feeling like with rest of the season, Eckler or Bijan? Uh, Bijan. Uh, younger. I mean, look, the usage is a little. He hasn't been running the football. Well, I mean, Algier had more. Week, but Bijan's more involved in the passing game. Yeah. They just got the whole run game got shut down by the Texans. Um, and but he is such talent, man. You know at some point he's just going to have – like I I thought he was going to have a monster game this past week. I did like a parlay with 100 rushing yards from him, and uh, that obviously flopped badly. But he's going to go off. So I was worried about Eckler going into the year. I didn't draft him anywhere. I was just worried that uh, with more co- – he wouldn't get as many targets. They're going to take more deep shots down the field. Now Mike Williams being out hurts. Uh, but it is a good offense, so Eckler could finish off a lot of drives again with touchdowns, but I'd take Bijan over him. All right. Eckler or Tony Pollard? I think I lean to Eckler right now. All right. Eckler or David Montgomery? Oh, boy. Ugh. <laughs> I'd probably go Eckler, but if you wanted Montgomery, I can't really argue. Uh He's playing the Jamal Williams role, and he's better, and he's catching passes. So, I mean, damn, Montgomery right now is probably he's, one he, of the steals of the draft. Yeah, for real. He's top five running back rest of the way. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, man. It's... You know who I'm surprised gets ranked high every week and I just don't get it? Derrick Henry. Yo, he's... Son, he looks like he might be popped. Like, I know he had the one big game against the Bengals, but, like, I'm not putting him in my top 10 this week. Like, the usage is still there. It's not as high as it was. I think he's averaging 17 and a half carries a game. You're like, oh, that's pretty good. Well, he's barely involved in a game, and Spears has played 50% of the snaps in four of the five games, and they're using him. I would rather Spears the rest of the way than Derrick Henry. You know... Thing is, you don't need to draft that way. You just yeah, you pass don't on need Henry to draft that way. Yeah, exactly, you don't need to do that. But I'm, what I'm saying is, it's like I'd be, be more excited about what Spears has for the rest of the year than I am with Derrick Henry. Me too. And I guess if Tennessee really falls out of it, which they probably won't under Vrabel in that division, um, I still don't think they're very good. But they're a game out of first. Um, that division is so bunched up. I mean. But, yeah, uh, they're 0-3 on the road. They don't score, but their defense is still good. Damn, they've only given up 93, but they've scored 88. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. That's one thing. that they, 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 They're they starting to really put it together. You know what I'm saying? Um, let me go to the next running back I want to talk about. Then I'm going to circle back to some wide receivers. Kenneth Walker, he's set up pretty good for the rest of the way. If he can stay healthy, Seattle's going to be in it. They're going to, they're, I don't think they're going to abandon it. You know they want to run the football. Not really giving you much passing game production. Solid, pure running back from a team that wants to run the football. Where are you at on Kenneth Walker, and would you rather Kenneth Walker or Travis Etienne? I think that's very close. I'd give a slight edge to Walker. The one thing you love about Etienne, he is getting massive usage. You're seeing so many uh, splits in backfields. That's not happening in Jacksonville. You're not seeing a lot of Tank Bigsby, an occasional short yardage. But ETN, I wish this was last year when I had him. All everywhere. of a sudden, he's a touchdown scorer. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't have him anywhere this year when I had a ton last year. So, I I lean Walker. Um, I think he'll score more touchdowns. Uh, I think Jacksonville could pass a little bit more. So, but that's close. But I think they're both top ten running backs. Yep, yeah, no, nah, definitely a couple wide receivers the rest of the way. Um, Devontae or Saint Brown. Uh, I don't know what happened at Devontae against Green Bay. I don't know why they weren't giving him the ball. It's just, I, and I've noticed too, he does way more in the second half than the first half. And the same thing happened on Monday. I don't know what it is. The that Raiders offense, you know where the ball's going. It's Jacob Adams and Jacoby Myers. And yep. That's pretty much it. So you love that from a fantasy perspective. I mean, I had St. Brown before the year. Are you worried about his injuries? Yeah, I was just gonna say, man, he's constantly banged up. He's not a big guy. You yeah. know, that's the problem. And you know, nah, I don't, we talked about it before. Detroit could rack up wins. I, they're not gonna sit him. I would. Nah, I think that's just no. They'll play him. Yeah. And and they're gonna have to battle for a bye. So I don't think that's an issue. Um, I'm a little bit worried about the injuries. Now they did say he's gonna practice Wednesday when we're recording it, so that's a good time. So hopefully he's back this week. Um, I think I. I'd probably go St. Brown, but, yeah, I'd probably go St. Brown. Yeah, it's it's a tough call right there. Like I said, I worry about St. Brown, the way the injuries are starting to pop up. You know what I'm saying? Getting on, Being put on the injury report late in the week. Turf toe is something that we already know that you have to deal with all season. The only way turf toe really gets better is through resting it. You know what I'm saying? Who would you say is the number one quarterback in fantasy football right now? For the rest of the way? Yeah. 
know, Mahomes does not look good. Well, here's the thing with Mahomes, right? You, you really see where the explosive plays in the passing game are not there. Mm-hmm. But he has become like a hero ball guy. Like, he has become like a Lamar Jackson almost. Like, he's become a weapon. You know, Ron, his, his rushing prop when the season started was like 12 and a half, 13 and a half. It's up to 24 now. Yeah. Do you know how many yards he got? Because I was looking at it this week. I decided not to play it. Do you know how many rushing yards he had this past week? Like 40-something, right? Zero. Oh, this past week. Yeah. That's hard. I'm glad I didn't play it either. Let me double. Yeah. Zero. No attempts. <laughs> this was So this first four weeks, 45, 30, 51. Minnesota, zero. And no attempts. Because you're right. I was eyeing that prop too. And I was like, you know, he's running every week. In his attempts, the first four games, six, seven, three, seven, zero. I'm guarantee you the books cooked on that. Yeah, for I'm real. I'm sure a lot of people played it because I looked at it and I was like, I don't remember what it was. What you said I think it was- I must have forgot it. Or I may, I may, I may have had something else on in that game to where it was like, you know how sometimes you putting parlays or something together. Yeah. Like if you have one, that means you have to remove one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, I think, I think that happened to me, and I think luckily. I remove that one right Well, what there. you can do is if you are parlaying that with other games, you could just you do a same-game parlay. Obviously, yeah. mm-hmm. you might not get the same. So, like, you can do a two-leg same-game parlay with, like, three games. So, like, two from each game, but you have to do it under the same-game parlay. But sometimes that means you're not getting the number you want or a specific prop you want. Yep. So, uh, especially on DraftKings, I know it's – I would probably go – Jalen Hurts. I I would, the same one. I would go Jalen Hurts. I'd give him a little bit of the edge over Josh Allen. Hurts can go hero ball with the best of them, Ronis. Like, he he has a dominant target in A.J. Brown, right? And then when he runs, Jalen Hurts might be the best quarterback in football right now. And the tush push. I mean, everyone's oh, complaining about it. I'm like, guys. The brotherly like, shove. <laughs> no, every, everyone else tries it. They're not as successful. Like, you know, what do you, you don't stop it. That's yeah. it. I mean, he's a strong quarterback. So with that, and also I think the difference was last year, they had a lot of blowouts and they sat a lot of their stars in the fourth quarter. We went over that schedule. That's not going to happen. So that could lead to better fantasy results. Yes, maybe the offense is not as explosive. It doesn't put up as many points. But uh, if he's going to get the fourth quarter almost every week, then um, that should help as well. So, yeah, I think it's him and Allen. Uh, you know, it's tough to count out Mahomes, but that receiving court is so dry. Do they, they, he, you know, he records a pass to 10 to 10 to 12 different players every game. This past week, it was 10, 10 That's different wild, players caught right? a pass. And then like Rasheed Rice is good. He ran 10 routes. <laughs> he ran 10 routes and was targeted, I think on five of them. So it looks like he could be the guy that evolves, but we need to see more playing time out of him. Yeah. Um, I, do, I want to get to some more running backs, right? But I want to ask you this. Um, people are down on Devonta Smith, man. I know. It's because of where he was drafted. I got to think he bounces back, man. Like, you saw A.J. Brown complain, and yeah. then they got him the ball. Then they talked about, because Goddard was off to a horrible start. I was joking on Twitter. I'm like, I think Dallas Goddard, like, surpassed his season totals in the first quarter in that game. Um, so, I would think Smith gets going. At some point. But, yeah, it's been a disappointing start. Um, he's really had two good games. I mean, he scored a touchdown the first two weeks. And then four for 28, seven for 78, and one for oh, We'll be fine. Yeah. 
Like I said, I, I think I, 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 list, I think you'll you haven't seen the best of him uh, so far this season. I like, and I agree. I think he will be fine. But um, I think go ahead. Who who thought the gap between? Because I think there were, wasn't it like the second half? Like Smith and AJ Brown kind of had similar numbers, similar targets. I think people took that too. too they overvalued uh, Smith. Yeah, I mean, yeah. dude, AJ Brown is. An elite, elite He's receiver. Elite. Yes. I don't know if we talked about this. Do you know what his receiving yards prop was before the year? And I could not believe it. And do you know what it was? What was it? 1,050 yards. That's easy. He might have that by week 10. But that's why I'm like, wait, why do the books have it so low? And I understand he has a history of knee injuries, right? But how is he can do that in 13 games? Mm-hmm. He had 1,496 last year in 17 games with the Titans. 1,075 in 14 games, 1,051 in 16 games. So, like, the only way he doesn't cash that is injury. He has 541 yards in five games. He's halfway there in five games. Like, I thought that, you know, sometimes you're like, why is it like this? This is too good to be true. Like, how is this possible? Like, happened to me in baseball um, recently. I'm like, and I always, like, second guess. And then sometimes I'm like, you know what? It's a good play. I'm going to do it. The books can be wrong, but like I saw that prop, and season-long props are completely different because there's a good chance of injury. So yeah. I get it, but he, how is he a thousand fifty-one, and some other receivers are in the twelve, thirteen hundred yard range? I don't, like that I makes don't no get sense. it. Like Ronis, he averages like sixteen yards a catch. Like that right there is like that's like Terrell Owens. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's his like, career. Yeah. His career yards per catch is sixteen point three. It's fifteen and a half this year. It was seventeen last year. That's in his first year wild. Seventeen is wild, son. And right now his yards per game one hundred eight point two. And last year was eighty eight. So eighty eight, thirteen games he's gonna go over that prop. And again, I I know he's got the knee injury issues, but he's really not missed many games when you look at it. He didn't miss a game last year. He missed three in twenty one, two in twenty. And none his rookie year. So, but the knees have been an issue. The Tennessee really messed up not retaining him. That was yeah, yeah, that so was, idiotic. That's probably why they're in the position that they're in right now. They'd be a contender in that division if they still had AJ Brown. Now their quarterback situation is is, is pitiful, but yeah, it's a lot of they, pitiful they, quarterback were, situations out there. But I mean, yeah, they they made the playoffs. Yep. maybe he doesn't mm-hmm. take you, but they with their coaching and their defense at that time, they they were a very solid team. You would take Brees Hall over Saquon Barkley, correct? Yes, man. Like, man, that Giants situation, <laughs> What a mess. Because They've been quiet. Now, now, I've heard from every other fan base this week except no, for the I Giants. Did, I, did, I did get a text Sunday night from a Giants fan. I'm like, I know you really, were like, though? Are you serious, son? Like, like for, I'm like, yeah. Like, you guys should just shut up. All right, you guys are pathetic, and you guys didn't realize you overachieved last year. And now we have to watch this team on national television four times in the first six weeks. We get Buffalo to slaughter them on Sunday night. Yeah. Like, come That'd on, man. That'd be fun. All right, so Brees Hall. This is a good one, though, Ronis. Rest of the way, Brees Hall or Jonathan Taylor? Brees Hall. Wow. Well, How well, high will you go with Brees Hall? You'll take him, you'll take him over Josh Jacobs, right? That's a close one because Jacobs is getting massive volume. He's not been very he efficient. He touched the ball all the time. So every time you look at a Raider game, the ball's in his hands. The thing with Brees Hall, dude, that dude is so explosive, man. He breaks now, long look, runs. But Taylor used to break long runs too now. Look, here's the thing with Brees Hall. Like, I had his over 59 and a half 
rushing yards prop, which was easy money, bro. Like, against Denver, even if – I know they said, well, he's not on a pitch count anymore. He still only played 51% of the snaps, but I don't care. You know, the snaps stuff is – it's good to look at, but if you're going to tell me when Brees Hall's on the field – touches i don't care how many snaps he plays you know because when he touch it yeah <laughs> that's yeah. all i care yeah. you know so 7.2 yards per carry man like he is insane so now it's probably not going to happen this week against the eagles i probably won't go back to his prop because they're just so good but then again I can get it done in one play but i probably won't do it i got to see what the number is yeah i think i would take breeze you would take taylor I think it's close, but I think I would take Brees. I would take Brees yeah, over too, Taylor. Man. I think well, I'll be, say this: the one be close. Good thing. I think I would take Brees over Jacobs. Like I love the volume, but I'd rather that efficiency. Give he me the just, like, give me the better player. He is man. I mean, it's it, coming off the injury and average seven point two yards per carry on fifty four. I mean, it's insane. I know the offense is not good, and you know they lost another lineman for the year, Vera Tucker. So that sucks, but he's just so good and. The thing with Taylor, he actually benefits with Richardson being out. I know that sounds crazy, but Richardson was going to steal a lot of goal line carries. Yeah. So, but I mean, the Zach Moss thing was insane. So I have Moss in three leagues and I started him in one and it's because I had to. I had. And he went off for you. Yeah. And a lot of people had him on the bench and I can't blame him. They already said he's going to get more than 10 snaps this week. I'm like, okay, great. That doesn't tell us anything. He's getting 15, 20, 30. So they did say, there was a report that said, hey, they're going to slowly ramp him up because he had no training camp. He's coming off surgery. So it could be a slow buildup. Maybe it's 50-50 this week. I don't know. I mean, that's going to be a tough question this week because there's only two teams on by. Next week, there's six. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought Taylor looked in a limited time. He was fine. He looked okay. It'll take him some time to ramp up, but... Uh, yeah, it sounds like Richardson. I mean, this could be longer than four games for him. It, it, yeah, it, it's not, he's played even... in three games. He's played in four games and left three of them. Yeah, man. I mean, we know running quarterbacks have that issue, but I hope his yeah. body is ready for this. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, pause. You know what I mean? But I hope his body can handle it. I mean, it's your birthday. You can say what you yeah. want. <laughs> <laughs> they go ahead and let your true colors show. Exactly. <laughs> Come on. Um. Uh, I get you a couple more before we get out of here, Ronis. Um, DeAndre yeah, Swift. Yeah, I know you got. I know you got that birthday sausage. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Look at this, DeAndre Swift or Raheem Mostert. Ah, oh, you got it. Don't you have to go Swift? Swift, be just running crazy right now, son. But most of it is attached to that Dolphins offense. It is, but here's the thing. And maybe we're all going to be wrong on this because we all say the same thing. Well, Raheem Mostert's not going to stay healthy. He's 31 years old. Okay. The one thing I will say is they've been able to manage his workload pretty effectively. Now, part of it has been some blowouts, um, but he hasn't had more than 15 carries in a game except once. Um, Like, okay, the game against the Giants, it was well in hand. 10 carries, 65 yards. The Bills game got out of hand. He didn't do anything. Denver game was a blowout, so 13 carries, 82 yards, three touchdowns. Damn, he's got eight total touchdowns. Mike, I look, I hope he stays healthy the whole year because I actually have a lot of Mostert. He was really cheap, and I said, all right, I'll take him. I pray that he stays healthy, and I need it for a lot of leagues. But history tells us, 31 years old, that it's probably not going to happen. So I I pray it does. 
I didn't even re- I realize, you know, he played 16 games last year. It didn't feel like it. Yeah, it didn't. It never, it never does. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, but I, you're I, right. You want a piece of this offense. This yeah. offense is insane. Probably lean Swift because they also have a great, great offensive line now. I guess the issue is hurts. But that Philly backfield has not gone as we all thought. No, the, it has not. Swift's another guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, think about nowhere, it, man. Son. You you could have had a draft where you've got you got Swift and Montgomery for nothing. Yep, for for, for cheap. You could have went zero RB and racked up with those two guys right there, and now, and then you'd be doing it. I right, Sam Laporta, the best tight end. I can't say that with Kelsey healthy. Um, it's and Mark Andrews is still there. Hawk and Hawkinson. Hawkinson, because Hawkinson right now is probably. You can make a case Hawkinson's number one the rest of the year. Because of the targets, yeah. Kelsey's been, Kelsey doesn't look right. He's no, been he banged doesn't. Up twice he's hurt. Now. Yeah, he's been banged up twice now, okay? So, he hasn't had massive games, but you know you're going to get huge volume, and he's the guy. But there is a little concern with Kelsey going forward. Hawkinson is probably, to me, going to be the one target on that team, and he's been pretty consistent. But Laporte is easily top five. Like, I'd say three or four. No um, doubt. I... You know what? I'd probably I'd take him over Kittle only because like we've already seen it. Yes, Kittle had the three touchdown game against Dallas, but he also had what one for nine the week before. There's just too many weapons in that offense for Kittle to be a consistent scorer every single week. And um, Darren Waller already on Wednesday dealing with a groin injury. I'm like, are you serious? Come on, man. Who would you rather talk in the trade, Adam Thielen or Michael Pittman? Pittman with uh, Minshew at quarterback. I think that's really going to help him. So what I did is when I saw Richardson go down, I immediately live bet the yards for Pittman. I think it was 44 and a half, and he cashed it. Yep, that, that was that. that's a good move right there. All right, and this is the last one I asked you, Ronis. This is going to be crazy. Who would you rather have rest of the year, Lamar or Tua? Ooh, oh, man. <laughs> I think I'm gonna lean Tua, man. Crazy, yeah, me too. <laughs> like yeah. Lamar can go hero ball, but Tua don't have to go hero ball. Here's the thing: that game, Lamar got absolutely screwed by his receivers, man. That was horrible. That was like yo, that's in Baltimore's two losses: wide receivers dropped the ball, stupid penalties, bad turnovers, people falling down over each other. The Ravens make a lot. The Ravens play like they don't practice. I mean, Bateman dropped the touchdown. Aguilar had a ball goes right through his hands, which could have been a touchdown or at least a 40, 50 yard play. And flowers, he a touchdown. Flowers, flowers was falling. Yep, he yeah. was falling. Yep. And he dropped pass. I mean, it was embarrassing. I think they said, what was it, seven, eight passes dropped? I'll say this about that game, and I'm pretty sure you were with me. You were on the Steelers plus four and a half, right? To the last minute, I changed to Baltimore the last minute. I thought oh, Baltimore had dude, a chance to blow on, them out. Dude, yeah. go, last no, no. minute, I changed to Baltimore. I'm like, man, I think Baltimore might blow these dudes out. Nah. And the game started like Baltimore was going to run away from and it. It should have. But here's the thing. You know this, bro. They, they play series, close. Yep. Mm-hmm. So going into that game, nine of the last ten times, the underdog covered. The one time it didn't, it was a push. And Mike Tomlin is a home dog. I get it. You, you, there's certain things that you throw out the window in that series. It's always tight. And again, on paper, yes, the Ravens should have beaten them, and the Ravens had no business losing that game. But that's just the way it goes because the Steelers did nothing offensively until, like, the last drive. Like, Jalen Warren looked really good on one drive. Pickens made some phenomenal catches. Yeah, the Steelers at 3-2 and two is just insane. They're not that good with Kenny Pickett at quarterback and the way they run the offense. 
but and Baltimore should be better. I mean, you can make a case Baltimore should be five and zero. The Colts game shouldn't have been a loss, and that was just an ugly performance. But I chalked that up to that divisional game in that series, so I, I don't really look at it that much. I think Baltimore they should be better, but they're they haven't really changed the offense. They talked about, oh, you know, we're going to be more wide open. We're going to throw. Maybe they're like, well, our receivers suck. How are we going to keep throwing? They keep dropping it. Yep. So there you go. All right, bonus. Good looking out, my man. Good stuff. You know what I'm saying? Don't forget Cloud 10 Podcast Network starting five shots to spit and speed. Matt Medica, our boy Nando. Hopefully he's back with us shortly as well. My man, Adam Ronis, Corey Parson, Fantasy Executive, Fantasy Foes. We are out.